I'm Kay Janes, and this is the podcast where we talk about your adult child and how to raise them so you don't have to raise your grandkids. Check us out at allgrownup.com or on Instagram at youradultchild. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Kay Janes, and I'm here with Shauna Watson, and we are going to talk about something today that is a I don't know honestly why we haven't talked about this yet because it is something that I confront every single day. I deal with it myself, Um, but it's a big topic and that is worry, the word worry. It even makes me cringe when I hear it just because of how much I have seen worry negatively affect uh, my family members and the people I work with. So I, I wrote down some things and thoughts around this last night. I'm going to just read this off, Shauna, and then I want to just hear your feelings and reactions to some of these things that okay. I wrote down about worry. Okay. One thing I didn't write down that I just said a minute ago before we started is worry creates weight. Right? Worry creates weight and burden on everyone that's around the person that's worried. So that's one piece. Worry is fear-based and leads to what-ifs. Worry is the most common justification we use to control other people. Worry is the opposite of trust and creates feelings of inadequacy in other people. Worry is selfish. Worry never produces the best decision. It turns other people into problems and blinds us of any real solutions. Those are just some of the things that came right off the top of my head just based on my experiences yesterday working with people. That's just what I saw just yesterday. So I don't know what other things come to your mind as you think about worry and the role, also the role it's played in your life as a parent, as a spouse, and just as a person. Yeah, those are all so good. And worry is something I had to learn that we think it's useful, right? As a mom, okay? As a mom. I'm so glad you said that. You think it's your job to worry and it feels like a really important thing to do. And so it's like, if I worry about my kids, I'm thinking about my kids, I love them, I'm concerned about them, you hear other moms when you talk, you know, um, it just feels like it's very useful. And it's actually not, and I'm not, obviously we don't want to be like, oh, whatever. And we think that the opposite, if we don't worry, then it's like a uh, either apathetic or I don't care, everything's good, like because if, pe- if you take the worry away from people, you're like, what am I supposed to do now? Yes, I'm so glad you said that. That was put so well. And so I guess the question is, well, what is the middle, right? Mm-hmm. If worry is one extreme and not even paying any attention is the opposite extreme, what's the right wording for what the middle ground looks like? I know, I know. So my thoughts around what the middle Kate ground is. Kate has the answer. No. <laughs> no. I just know what it looks like when I see it, the, the middle ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could, some... it feels different. Well, yeah. And because, you know, we, you, I know I talk about this a lot, but I teach people how to help them feel their feelings because feelings are useful. They actually, they can get us in trouble for sure. Yeah. We don't manage them and we aren't learning from them. But from a lot, from even from when we're young, feelings are there to teach us certain things. When somebody dies and we feel grief, we have to move through that grief. We can't yeah. just skip over it or it causes problems down the road. There, A lot of feelings are actually really useful to us and helpful. However, worry is one. There are a few, just a couple, a handful of emotions or feelings that are 
um, complete waste of time. And they're considered like an indulgent emotion um, yes. that they don't get us anywhere. And we're just kind of indulging in them. Worry is one I'm of those. I'm glad you used that word because that's what I see. I see people that won't let go of worry is they're indulging in it. Mm-hmm. It's and, and, and then it's justified as... Like you said, some kind of admirable trait or thing to do. Yeah. And it feels scary as a mom because you're concerned about your kids. And I, I swear, they're always just taking turns. <laughs> I'm like, I'm worried about my son. Huh. Then I worry about my daughter. And I'm like, am I really worrying? Because worrying, what does worrying even feel like? Yeah. Right? It's For me, it's a, it's kind of a spinning. Spin, spin, spin over and over again in my head. And in my, it's going over the same stuff. And it's this kind of knot in my stomach that won't go away. Yes. Um, it's just always kind of my buddy that's coming along. I mean, I don't worry a ton now. It still pops up. But um, that's kind of what it feels like. So, but if you feel like you're going to take that away from me and you're telling me, Cade's like, don't worry. It's because it's, we know all the things you said, plus it makes you so you can't connect with your kid. You know, it creates disconnection. But if you're going to say, okay, don't worry, what do we fill that void with? What do yeah. we do? Because that feels really scary to a mom to let go. And here's some of the thoughts around that. You replace it with faith and with courage and with sacrifice. That's the thing for me is worry is so easy. It's one of those, you know, one of my weaknesses, I can get angry easily. Right? And I could justify the heck at, well, I feel that way. I should be angry. And I could come up with all these reasons mm-hmm. that it's okay. But again, like you said, worry is not seen in that same category because worry is looked at the wrong way. Like it is an admirable thing. Like it's something that you're supposed to do as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that because I have parents that they're they're worrying, they're doing damage, they know it, and then they, they say, well, what else do I do? That's what I'm supposed to do as a mom, as yeah, a dad. it feels and useful. It does. It feels useful, and it's not. And you said something that's really important, and that's kind of the theme for today's podcast is worry is the thief of all connection. Yeah. I've noticed when a parent is worried, it's super interesting to watch the body language and just the language language of a young adult. Or a teenager. And it starts when they're teenagers, right? If you, oh, mom. <laughs> you know, that's what it'll look like. God, will you get off my back? And that's not true. And why would you think that? Those are responses kids are going to say to a parent who's worried, right? And that's, and by the way, mom and dad worry. They look, um, there's some common things I've seen when dads are worried and then when, when moms are worried, right? Mm-hmm. Moms will nag, dads will get angry. Those are some common responses I see. When a dad's worried or afraid, he'll get angry and start trying to scare everybody back into submission. Or withdraw. Or withdraw. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even going to touch this. A mom, mm-hmm. when she's worried, there's a lot of nagging, a lot of manipulation. Oh gosh, why do you have to talk about me like yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> it's... It's this like Just pestering, kidding. you know, that pestering, you know, you can yep. feel it when you're oh, doing absolutely. it. And I can feel it. I get angry. I don't, you know, I just blow things up if I'm nervous or worried or afraid. So, and both sides, we feel justified in it, but it does nothing but damage. It makes a kid not trust themselves and not trust you. Yeah. Because you're literally communicating. You're not capable. That's it. You're, mm-hmm. That's well, it. and I've watched so many parents because, you know, around the topic of pornography, when I would coach people around that and when a kid, a kid needs to be able to come to you and say, Hey, I'm struggling or I have a temptation right now. Yeah. I have a really strong urge to go look at pornography or whatever it is. And if your brain instantly goes to 
Well, or especially when they come tell you for the first time yeah, or you yeah. discover it for the first time and your brain's going to the future. Oh my gosh, his life's ruined this, 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 this. And then you're not there for your kid. You're not there to listen because the thing that's going to help them. And you've heard me say this a thousand times, but connection is the antidote. Yes. And so that worry takes you out of the room, literally, and from in front of your kid to being giving them what they need, which is just a space to be seen, felt, heard, and know, okay, what do we need to do? You can go, because worry keeps you out of actually getting perspective or yes. solving the problems to do the things that are going to help them move forward. Well, and usually when we're worried, that means we want somebody else to do something differently than they're currently doing, and which means we want them to make sacrifices. We want them to have courage. We want them to see things they don't currently see. And when you're worried, you're showing them the exact opposite of all of that, mm-hmm. right? Because worry is the exact opposite of all of that. And a kid, it doesn't matter how much you or I justify it, a kid can see right through it. They can see right through it. And the problem is a lot of times they're not mature enough emotionally and mentally to just acknowledge that, okay, dad or mom is off right now. And the reason they're off is, oh, they're just afraid. And that's that's okay. And I can see that. No, all they know is that you're off and it doesn't make sense. And that they're struggling themselves and now they're just getting more more weight because again worry creates weight and what they'll do is they'll start to try to manage your emotions i gotta make mom okay i gotta make dad okay so then we can just go back and move or we can just move on and that's why again i think worry is manipulation Mm -hmm. because apparently now i can control you again like i said earlier worry is the number one justification people use to control someone else and ironically well it doesn't always do the opposite like you said in those scenarios where a kid starts to worry about it like funny, a parent's worried, so the kid starts to worry. Now everybody's just a freaking mess. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of fear running around. Well, and to have compassion, because as a, a mom, you do. You just want nothing more, and dads too, you want nothing more than for your kids to be happy and successful. And so I have to have thoughts or things that I can grab onto that will help me. Because if I just say, don't worry, I know worrying's not useful. But to just stop it sometimes... Not everybody. Yeah. It's that easy. Well, so, don't you think, too, what you said is you want – this is what I've seen. People say they want their kids to be successful. I don't think they really – I think there's a lot of selfishness around that. And when they say that, it's just this overarching thing where they don't break it down. Well, successful at what? In fact, today I'm going to meet a couple of parents and be like, okay, what does success for your kid mean to you? And then I'm going to ask the kid, what does success mean to you? And first of all, they're not going to be the same thing. Right? And second of all, both of them are going to have things on there that, that are just temporal successes that don't actually equal happiness or worth. So we're going to combine the conversation, what makes somebody matter? Because parents, the biggest worries I see are around things that don't actually matter, but it gets jumbled up with things that do matter. Right. Yeah. Like if your kid's struggling, you should be pumped. That means they have the opportunity to increase their capacity. But that's the last thing that'll happen if you're worried. You're gonna you're gonna completely sabotage that. Yeah, because you'll step in where you're, yes. you're gonna hinder things. It's like we talked about when a kid falls off the edge because of choices they made. They need to hit rock bottom and they need to learn. Don't throw the mattress underneath them for the soft landing so that they end up on the bottom, but they didn't learn anything. Yeah. And worry this and the, why I say that is worry is what that's why parents as parents will throw mattresses under their kid right before they hit rock bottom to learn because they're worried about something. Mm-hmm. You know. And quite honestly, you know what they're worried about most of the time? Their own feelings being hurt. I can't 
see my kid go through this pain because it hurts me. And I know that's true and I know it's hard, but it's necessary for a kid to be able to experience that if they're going to learn anything. Well, and it takes a, it takes to hold the discomfort that comes from yeah. watching your kid mess up, make mistakes, yeah. do things that you know are going to cause them pain is it you have to be able to hold that and note yeah. it and not without reacting to it, without doing anything. And and your analogy with the rock bottom is good. In my mind I also need an analogy of okay, that's a little doesn't feel so big. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have to be like, oh, it's okay. When you think of your kid learning to ride a bike, they're, if it, they're going to fall, they're going to crash, and it feels okay. It hurts you to see them do that, but you're not like, here, scoot over. Let me bike for you, and you sit on my lap. And you this say is terrible. That, but some people uncom- do. We do. We That's do try thing. to do you that. You say that, but a lot of the people, the majority of the people that I've seen, parents, they actually do that. They're like, oh, oh hold on, sweetie. And we're Here, on the little me, tiny two-year-old me, toddler yes, bike trying like, to... <laughs> we just like, oh, let me just carry you. I don't want you to learn anything. I just want to be safe myself. Yeah. But I like that analogy because for me, I can see, all right, of course you're supposed to, like with a little, when you're learning to ride a bike, you know that they, they're going to fall. You know yeah. there's going to things that happen. It's and not the end of the world. So those thoughts that I have to use to help me kind of gain perspective when I am stuck in worry is I have to remind myself, okay, what if nothing's gone wrong here? What if this is just part of what they're supposed to learn? Um, God trusts them to send them here. Why can't I? What's stopping me? Like I have to ask myself some questions and think some thoughts to gather some perspective and some truth. Um, Maybe some worth questions. Where am I losing worth in this? Where am I trying to worry about? Things like that. I have to use some questions and thoughts like that to kind of get myself a little bit of perspective to them where I can get to the place of, oh, yeah, what's my job here? What's my actual role here? I'm not hopping on the two-year-old bike and putting them on my lap or my shoulders because they're so big or whatever, but something to help myself get out of. I have to move towards something, and that will help myself get more kind of in line with where I want to be as a parent. Did any of that make any sense? It does. And what I'm realizing is, and this is helpful for me, is ironic. I have no problem letting kids fail. I don't care if they fall off their bike or fall off a cliff. We know that. I know. But you know what's (laughs) funny is I get irritated by parents who don't allow it, but I need to hold the same space for parents that are... Absolutely. Weak sauce. Because they're... Oh... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need to, well, it is. It's weak side. It's weakness. It's not strength. It's the opposite of strength, right? It is the opposite of strength and courage. It's weak sauce. It really is. But it's but, where we are at and needing to learn. It's our yeah, next spot and where we need right. to increase our capacity. And that's good. And, and, yep. Yeah. And that's why you're on this podcast with me because if I was doing this by <laughs> myself right now, no one would ever listen again. They'd be like, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> I think part of it too is just after years and years. Honestly, it's been two decades now, though, of watching this. Well, and you, know you I mean? see how it. it hinders. I see it every and day. And so it would be day. like. I watch a kid. I've watched so many kids that are trying so hard that are in a safe place. And then they have one phone call, one phone call with a parent. And it takes two minutes and three months of work goes out the window, you know, because of. This parents, literally their fear and their weakness around this and being weak sauce in that moment. Now, I get it. I understand it. I see what it is. But I also am just, I'm really, I'm really tired of it just being justified. Because like you said at the beginning, I agree with it 100%. It's, 
It's just seen the wrong way. So what I'm hoping is through this is, and I love what everything you've said. This has been really helpful. And I think people are going to hear that. Um, my hope is that people are just more open to this idea of what you said earlier, that worry is not useful. It's not good. And it doesn't help no matter how justified it feels or whatever but that's a that's just an important thing to know and if you're not sure about that all you need to do as a parent is look back on all the times you've been worried and watch how it affects other people and and watch that moving forward because you'll see it if you watch them you'll see what's really happening mm-hmm. you know that's the one thing that I'm probably the most surprised by is when I watch people interact and one's worried they completely ignore how it's affecting the other person well, because you can't, you're not present in That's there. Right. Like you, I said, you're. it's like you're out of the room. That's right. It really is like you're out of the room. Like they don't even see it. And, mm-hmm. it. and the language is just so obvious. So what other tips do you have for somebody who maybe worries a lot? Like how, so if somebody worries all the time, what's good first steps? So watching your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Doing some thought work around that. And there's lots of resources or Cade can help with that. Or there's like lots of learning how so managing your thoughts and understanding those. Um, again, I know I always come back to this, but this is why you have to be aware of what's going on in your system. What yeah. does worry feel like to me? And then, oh, there it goes. Okay. So noticing it when you're interacting with your kid, then you can just speak to it like you said, hey, I'm just feeling some fear come up right now. Yeah. And if you need time, go take some time. Or just usually just acknowledging it. It's magical because then all of a sudden you're connecting with your kid. Yeah. Breath, right? Doing doing some breath to just stay present in your body and not run away. We have, you know, a lot of ways that we run away. Yeah. But um, and then worth, worth, where am I getting worth from God? <laughs> worth. I mean, that hands down because He's going to help you trust. He's going to help you remember who this incredible, magnificent kid is. It's His. Yeah. He or she is His kid, and so remembering and tuning into Him is. The biggest one. And that's the only thing I was thinking of adding is that is you got to have something that's bigger than you mm-hmm. and bigger than your worries to turn to. Yeah. Or you won't. And to give to, to yes, give them to. That's right. <laughs> like, and if you don't have that, you're not going to quit worrying. That's mm-hmm. the only, because like we said, worry is fear. So the opposite is fear is what? It's faith. Yeah. And trust. That's right. Faith and trust. Well, I hope this has been useful today. I, I know this is something that is very, very difficult for a lot of people. It is. And we live in a world today where there is a ton of stressors. There's a ton of things to worry about, right? And by the way, if you think you're worried as a parent, try being an adolescent and a young adult right now. Oh, man, they are so weighed down with worry. So worried. So worried. So that's And they again, don't speak up to a lot. Of, you don't even know. No, a lot of the they, time don't. they don't. And, express and that's, it. again, that's why this does so much damage as a parent when you're worried because all you're doing is adding to the weight, the worry, the weight of worry that they already carry. Instead and of being a place that they can share their right. concerns and worries. It's the opposite of safe and hurt mm-hmm. when they come when you're in a place of worry. So uh, the other thing I'd just be, and you said this earlier, but just be very aware of your what ifs. You brought up some positive what ifs. Like, Those are if, ones that help me get yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's the thing is what ifs can go one way or the other, right? When we're worried, man, we make up some crazy what ifs. Well, and the reason I throw a what if is because I could say nothing's gone wrong here and my I'm like baloney because it, yeah. it feels like everything's gone wrong. Yeah. So I just have to use the what ifs. Yeah, you got to Or be, it's possible. It's possible it's nothing's right. gone wrong. You got to be really careful with those. So, and a final thought on that. As soon as you're worried too, just so you know, a kid who's insecure and struggling... 
they don't want to be courageous. They don't want to do what's right. And as soon as they see that you're worried, they now control you. So they actually don't ever have to leave their place of weakness because your worry is their, that's their reins. So they'll, they'll say and do things to keep you worried if they don't want to do better. So that's really something to be aware of too. So um, thank you for your thoughts today. It was really good. And until next time, keep going. You've got this. And if again, if you have any questions or comments on this, if you want to say how nice Shauna is and how mean and Andre I am, awesome. Send us an email at admissions at allgrownup.com or you can call our phone number at 435-868-8391. So until next time, keep going and we'll see you then. Thank you.